All right, welcome back to Cusp of Coffee. I'm Nana Clark, a final year dental student. And I'm Mr. Cusp, aka Uwais Adam, a third year dental student. <laughs> and welcome back to another week. So this week was first week back for both of us from recess. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like on this end, it was very much just like hitting the ground running on Monday morning. I got in and I was working in the sort of emergency department of our prosto ward, which means anything from like people wanting knee dentures to ill-fitting dentures or like yeah, basically any denture related problem. Mm. Uh, people would just like kind of walk in. It's like a walk-in clinic. Oh. And I was booked there from like 7.30 to 11.30. So it's four hours of just like seeing patients the whole time and the moment you finish with one there's already like two outside waiting to get in so it's just like i'm barely back and already <laughs> it's just like this this conveyor belt <laughs> of of patients oh so so it's do. not like you're seeing your patient it's like you're seeing a patient and you don't see them again necessarily yeah yeah oh okay okay yeah, you'll put them on a waiting list or you'll take like an impression for them, send it off to the lab that they can collect at a later date. Oh, okay, okay. So you're just kind of like doing whatever needs doing mm. uh, when you're on emergency. And yeah, then immediately after that, I had to go to the lab because I had Crown and Bridge the next day. Mm. And it didn't really register up until Monday that I had Crown and Bridge on Tuesday. <laughs> And then I realized, oh, there's like a bunch of lab work that is not ready for oh. my <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was sitting there sweating and like right until the lab closed, I was still busy. So what, yeah, what lab work do you like, need to do though for like that? You need to make like special trays. You need to make wax ups um, of the teeth that you want to, you know, put crowns on. Oh, so that okay. you can make like a temporary crown for them. Yes. You know, after you've prepped and stuff. So... So yeah, on Monday it was just like, oh, okay, we're back. <laughs> yeah, so they really make you do all the lab work, like every single aspect of it. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Because you see, so by us, like one thing I'm very excited for is to not not do, do that again. yeah. Because you see, by us, like we have to do all the lab work, but when you get to like final year, you don't touch lab work anymore. Like the the the, the lab at campus does basically all the lab work for you like there's small things you have to do but they do everything but then again that's also like it also will make you i feel better like adapted to deal with things you know especially in pros because you've been doing all the lab work even more than you know someone like maybe i will have done yeah i mean it comes up in in rempros i would say like if you send something to the lab and they send it back and it's not correct yeah, you then know. At least you can just fix it there. Yeah. You know, you can just do it yourself. So, but yeah, it, it's a lot of time that, you know, you could kind of be doing other stuff. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like a bit of a drag. So, yeah, I am very much looking forward to not doing lab work anymore. <laughs> but yeah, how was the, how was the return back for you? Yeah, like, I don't, like, you know, you said like, um, after being in recess for a while and you just hit the ground running. I didn't realize like how just a short little holiday. I mean, for both of us, it was like maybe two weeks or three weeks. I don't know how such a short holiday can throw you out of like out of the rhythm completely. 
but it really did and i started back and we had we started with block weeks and so we have two weeks of block for oral surgery and then another week for ortho and so i started with the oral surgery block and so it's like we're starting after two weeks thrown out of the rhythm of things and immediately back in with a brand new clinic that we've never been in before new skills mm-hmm. to learn new lecture content to cover and so I was excited for it because I've always wanted to do oral surgery. I've always liked, you know, the idea, you know, everyone wants to be a max fac at one stage in their life at least. And so <laughs> it's like, you know, those are generally the coolest guys walking around the hospital. Some of the people with the biggest, like we spoke about last time, the biggest egos. And you just mm. like, they just exude this, like this confidence. And you're like, ah, this is like the coolest clinic to be in. And then once I got into that clinic and so we were paired up with there was like, we were there for two slots, so four hours. The first slot, we were paired up with oral hygiene students, and they needed to practice the injection, so we needed to kind of help them with that. So mm. half the session, you're playing mentor, and then second half of the session, you're like, like just struggling because you need to extract a tooth now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it is so much harder than I realized or that I anticipated. And... Mm. All of the things we spoke about in the last episode about just being like not like giving yourself time to to figure out something or like putting in the extra time it all like came cascading back into my life because i haven't felt that for a while you know like the first time i really felt that was the start of the year in pros like we spoke about Mm. but i kind of got a bit more used to pros and i was kind of in a good rhythm and everything's out the window now because oral surgery was like kicking my ass this week like crowns were breaking the roots were getting stuck i just basically without any experience i couldn't get anything out and so still after an entire week i still haven't pulled out one full tooth on my own Mm. and so when you see these final year students or the supervisors come in and get it out in like 10 seconds and you've been circling and you just can't do it it just gives you those mm. those feelings, you know, those feelings of I'm inadequate, I can't do it. And it's really difficult to reframe your mind and be like, it's the first time I'm doing this, I need to give myself time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, So there was a lot of those feelings of being inadequate or feelings of just feeling like this is not for me. You know, it's very difficult to actually be like, I will get good at this because the whole time your brain is just telling you like, Oh, you're never doing oral surgery. This is not for you. Just leave it, you know? Yeah. Whereas I haven't even gotten to the point where I'm comfortable with it yet. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like oral surgery is is a big adjustment. Like, even for me, I would say it's the one clinic that still really stresses me out. And that I, I don't have that, like, massive confidence yet. And mm. also when I started for the longest time, I was also like, but how do I get the tooth out? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, like, how does pressing on the tooth make it loose and then it comes out at some point? Like, it just, like, my brain was like, how? How? Um, but it is like a time thing. And even this year, <clears throat> so I think I, I spoke about this before to you at some point, but how it works with us is you have different metrics um, with your extractions mm. so they measure like the difficulty of the extraction but they also also measure things like um, how independently you were working um, and that kind of stuff yeah. and at the start of the year um, I kept 
like having to ask for help basically to like get the teeth out mostly because you know it was after like vacation and everything yeah so i just didn't have that like rhythm anymore and at the start of the year yeah i kept having to ask for help which was a big problem because for us to graduate you need to have a 90 percent independence ratio um and you need to extract at least 50 teeth which means if you do the math you can only ask for help five times oh damn before you drop below the threshold so if you don't get so, 90 percent for that think they like will they just will they seriously like not let you pass no so you have so the only way to get back to 90 is to extract more teeth but then obviously you can't um like afford to ask for help then oh so basically after you've asked for help five times anytime after that you have to ask for help it's basically an extra 10 extractions you need to do damn um, to, to make the math work and so, if you I if mean, you people if you get to the end of the year, year and you don't have the ninety percent, what happens? I mean, then you come back next year. <laughs> really? So they'll actually <laughs> fail you on fail. that? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I mean, like last year, there were people that did over hundred extractions just to get that independence ratio back. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but then, like, I don't know what happened. There was just one week where. I came back, I booked, the, I booked like a bunch of extra sessions and I was just like, okay, I've, I've made all my mistakes. I've learned from them. Like, let's just go for it. Mm. And then from there, like I haven't had to ask for help again. And in the meantime, we also went on the pillow paper train Yes, where we did like, I did more extractions there than I did <laughs> extractions at my hospital. <laughs> um, so coming back from that, I was also like, oh, okay, like you, I have much more confidence, but the only reason I have that confidence is just I've extracted a lot more teeth. Yeah. So it's purely just like a, practice. It's it's once again that thing of like it's a wall. You just gotta keep bashing your head against it. At some point, it will crack, but until then, it's it's not the most fun experience. Yeah. But yeah, you just kind of gotta keep your head down and just try to keep moving forward. Yeah, and you know that thing you said now actually made me think how you told yourself like, okay, I've made the mistakes. We need to just do it. And that's something I've actually like, I just, as you said that I'm realizing that's something that you have to do a lot, especially like in dental school. Obviously you can apply it to life as well, but it comes a lot in dental school because there's multiple times where I've had to do that where, you know, whether you're somebody who complains a lot in life or somebody who doesn't complain a lot, you get to a point where everything is going wrong and you need to just essentially decide, am I going to keep complaining about it? Am I going to keep stressing and telling everybody how it's the worst thing ever, how I hate it and hate it and it's just a bad, ugh, horrible? Or are you going to have that moment where you just pull yourself apart, like pull yourself away from everything, like dissect the problem, pull it apart and be like, okay, I need to just do it now. Like, mm. I need to just do it. Like, it's so, it's a weird moment because it's like sometimes the, the mountain ahead of you for the task you need to do is just like so humongous and you feel so overwhelmed, mm. but you just need to do it. And the stress mm. comes from different aspects because you have a patient sitting there sometimes, you know, whether it's like work you need to study at home and you're like, I just need to do it. But it can be more stressful when there's a patient there and there's a long procedure you need to do and you feel like you don't have time and there's a supervisor breathing down your neck and you're just like, what do I do now? You just need to tell yourself like, okay, 
I know I need to just figure out what I'm doing and I need to just do it. Like it needs to get mm. done. If it's not going to get done, no one else is going to do it. So it's on me. And that can cause a lot of pressure sometimes. Um, yeah. And a lot of stress. But it's something I think you need to get used to. I haven't fully mm. gotten used to it yet. But yeah, I feel like it's yeah, essential. Also, like the thing to keep in mind is, for example, oral surgery. This is literally the first time in your life <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, like, like you as a, as a human being the first time like that you are alive that you are doing something like this mm. so if you were good at it right from the start that would actually be very weird like it wouldn't make sense yeah you know? but like that's kind of the pressure we put on ourselves but it doesn't make any sense like logically speaking yeah any skill and extractions is very much like it's a hard skill to learn mm. um, and you know like of any skill you just gotta put in the time and eventually you'll get there yeah um, there's this one line I always think about that I read once which is that um, when you're stumbling there's a point at which one of, one of two things happen either you fall down or you learn how to stand stand back up yeah um, and I feel like, you know, whenever you start something new, you're kind of stumbling because, you know, the ground's uneven. You're not sure of your footing. Um, and, you know, you kind of got to make that choice. Am I just going to fall down and like, that's it? Or am I going to try to figure out how to like get back up to like a pointed where you were, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know what? That, okay, random question. Have you ever been like rollerblading? No, I've been skateboarding. Now, if you but go I don't like know how that correlates. Okay, so if you go rollerblading, I went rollerblading recently, and I have no balance. And while I was doing that, I was literally stumbling the entire time, like you're saying. And it's extremely difficult. Was extremely difficult for me to find balance. And the entire time, I was comparing it to dental school because that's just how I am. Because I was mm. thinking to myself, like, there's a two-hour session of this rollerblading that I need to do. All my friends are doing it really well. And I am falling on my ass every single, like every five minutes. I'm falling on my hip, falling on my shoulder, and I'm just losing balance. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I just want to quit. Like, I just, I rather want to just go and sit on the sofa and wait for the session to be over. But, mm. and whereas I could have done that there, I kind of forced myself and I was like, N I can't do it here because then I'm going to apply that rule to the rest of my life, you know? Like, mm. Whereas in school, you can't just do that. You can't just say, okay, I'm not going to do this extraction. I'm just going to go and sit and wait and just hide in the corner. Like you just need to, you need to do it. And so you need to force yourself to find that footing. So when you said that, I kind of immediately put myself back in that scenario because there you literally need to find your footing to actually be able to do the thing. And that sort of mm -hmm. applies to the rest as well because like whether it's figuratively or literally finding your footing, it's... Yeah, like you need to find your footing, especially and just do it in the clinic as well. Mm. And for oral surgery, like it's a skill that you can't learn unless you just do it. Something mm. like restorative, like you've been practicing on dummies and stuff for long. So you kind of have a little bit of confidence because you've been practicing in a low stress environment. Whereas with something like oral surgery, maybe even pros, like you, there's no real practice on how to take an impression, on how to do jawage, on how to take out a tooth. The first time you mm. do it, it's in a high stress environment. So you need to just find your footing. And it's difficult. It's quite difficult. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like on the 
like kind of the topic of finding your footing. Um, so this week, the first years are now officially on medical campus. <laughs> and then on Wednesday, we had to go like as a committee just to like greet them, welcome them. And I was kind of standing there looking at the first years and I was like, yo, yo, man. <laughs> A long way know. to go. <laughs> they, don't <laughs> they don't know. know what's still waiting for them. They like, really don't like know. All those phases of like feeling like an idiot, you know, and working your way towards being less of an idiot. Like they have so many iterations of that still to go through. And Yo. I was like, you know what? Even though I still have a few things I need to figure out before graduation, it like made me appreciate how... How um, far you've come. Sort of how far I've come yeah. since since first year, you know, how many times I've stumbled and eventually gotten back up. And in a weird way, it I kind of left that session um, feeling a lot more energized and at peace because I was like, you know what? I've done this whole stumbling thing and getting back up thing like so long. hundreds of times <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I can probably do it like, you know, 10 more times, which is yeah. pretty much all I need, like up until the end of the year. Um and yeah, I told you last time, it's it's weird as a final year, like still coming up against like new challenges for the first time. Um, and this week was actually no exception. So one of the things I had scheduled this week was special care dentistry uh, for like special needs patients. Mm. And I've never been in that clinic before. I've never had to work there before. And then on Thursday morning, I had to spend like a full four hours there just seeing like all the patients there. Yeah. And that was, that was definitely an experience. So obviously before that, we had a little bit of like theory training. Mm. Um, and I read up a bit more in terms of like Down syndrome, autism, Tourette's, all these conditions that the patients typically present with in um, special care. Yeah. But actually being there and interacting with them and, you know, trying to figure out like the best kind of treatment, you know, what can you do in that session? You know, what's maybe a bit too much? Um, that was like a very, um, I almost want to say it was kind of a tiring process. I didn't expect how much it, you know, would kind of take from me yeah. to, to work in that clinic. And I was very humbling as well, like extremely, extremely humbling. Um, and it kind of, kind of put a lot of things back into perspective for me where, because obviously on Monday, it's like, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> on Monday I came back. And then like, oh, you know, pressure's back on you. Start stressing about all these different kinds of things. And then when I was working in special care and I was interacting with all those patients, I realized like, hmm, you know, there are people out there with like way bigger problems than yeah. um, I have. So yeah. it kind of reframed a lot of things for me. And I was like, you know, what? a lot of these things I'm stressing about right now, like it's not actually that bad. And even like later in the day, I ran into... Um, Dr. Pereira, which mm. I think most people know who he is at this point. Yeah. But um, he's one of the doctors that works in our prostate department. And he also made this comment of like, will this matter in five years? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like a lot of things I'm thinking about right now in five years, it's going to be completely, completely relevant. So I can afford to just chill out a little bit more. Like just know that, yeah, I'm still going to struggle a bit, but if I figured out all this other stuff, I can probably figure out the upcoming stuff as well. Yeah. And even by the end of that, like special, uh, special needs session, I actually felt like way more comfortable with 
like seeing special needs patients. Up until that point, I've never seen any special needs patients. So the idea of seeing one was like completely like... Daunting. Um, <laughs> daunting. Yeah. It was so scary. But then after seeing like, I think we saw, I saw six patients in that time. After that, I was like, oh, like, you know, like it's not actually that bad. They're yeah. also just people. It's just a different approach and you have to individualize it a bit. But like, it's still fundamentally the same kind of treatment. Yeah. You know? it yeah. all, it's just a little bit of a different behavior management and taking the patient more into consideration. Um, than you usually do, yeah. Somewhere else, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, for example, something like a polish, right? Is That's like a low stress procedure. procedure. Yeah. Like, you don't really you think about it much. Yeah. But then for my one patient, um, he had Asperger's and so he had like very heightened senses. And so for that patient, doing like a polish was actually like this big thing, you know, because it's sound and it's vibration and it's just a lot. So for that patient, you know, kind of had to manage it a bit differently. So what I ended up doing is I basically just kind of counted to 10 and I'll tell the patient every time, okay, the moment, the moment I get to 10, then we're going to stop. We're going to take a little break. We're going to chill out. Um, and so I would then start polishing and then I would basically have 10 seconds to polish the whole quadrant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would be like, oh, it was kind of funny. I would get to like eight and then I would be like, you know, up until that point I would count normally and then it'd be like eight, <laughs> nine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just... It, it's the things you and have to do, yeah. Yeah, but ultimately it's still the same treatment. It was just a bit of a, a different approach. Yeah. And once again, I was like, you know, I felt nervous, but then I did the thing. And then another thing that I always try to remind myself whenever I'm doing something new, especially in the industry, is like, what's the worst that could happen, you know? And most of the time, it's not as bad as, or well, can I say the severity of what could go wrong? doesn't correlate well with like the amount of anxiety I'm feeling, mm. you know, like for example, like when I was doing, um, basic restorative for the first time and I had to do my first ever class four, I was like, I was like stressing so much cause I was like, oh, it's in the aesthetic zone and I've never done yeah. this before. How do I get the incisal edge correct? And like all this different kind of stuff. And then, you know, I was, I was really, I was a bit like freaked out. And then even afterwards I was thinking like, Hmm, like worst case scenario, you just kind of do it again, or you just recontour it. Yeah. Like it's 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 like it's like not a lot can go wrong. For example, with a class four restoration, um, obviously something like uh, extraction is a bit of a different scenario. Yeah, but um, more high stress complications <laughs> can be a bit more high stakes. But um, there's actually a lot of things in industry where it's not actually that bad. Like for impressions as well. You know? Yeah. I had to take impressions again yesterday. And part of me was like stressing a little bit because I haven't taken impressions in a hot minute. <laughs> and then I was like, Johan, you're being stupid. If it comes out bad. Just take it again. Just take it again. <laughs> like that. that's it. Like no one dies, you know. Like, yeah. You don't get shouted at. They're just going to tell you to take it again. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, never mind. Well, before you, <laughs> so, before you even show it to them, you just take it again. You know, they don't even know you took it again. Like <laughs> it's like the stress is... We will put a lot of stress on ourselves, I feel, you know. Mm. Um, and I feel like the pressure builds because 
especially now, like, because we've spoken about this so much and because I know that my hands can't do these things and I need to give myself time, I kind of get in a rush in my head. I'm kind of just like eager to get to the point where it's normal without, yeah. but you can't be like too, I have to remind myself that I can't be too in a rush to get to that point because it takes time to get to that point. And that becomes mm. frustrating, but uh, ultimately, like, I think shutting down comparisons, like not comparing yourself, because a lot of people, you know, came into the clinic and all their cases were like extremely easy cases. Like all of my cases were like, you know, very brittle crowns. They're all smokers. The teeth were all like, you know, like what's called it, like ankylosed into the sockets. Like it was just difficult cases. Whereas a lot of other people maybe had easier cases and all those teeth just popped out. And while that yeah. did a lot to build their confidence, it kind of like pushed mine down a lot because I was like doing the thing again where you compare yourself, mm. even though you just can't, like you can't compare yourself. And so yeah. I think it's about reframing your mindset and just mm. realizing that it's going to take time. Even though you know it's going to take time, you need to remind yourself, yes, it's still going to take time, even though I know yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's ultimately what it is. And it applies to any clinic. Um, I'm just feeling it a lot more now because I started mm. brand new in a brand new environment, you know, new clinic, new skills to learn. And yeah, it's just brand new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like what, what also helps a lot is just keeping a bit of perspective. Um, so, I mean, if for example you're in third year now, but we only start seeing patients in fourth year, yeah. which obviously we've spoken about before. But like, for example, if you take something like pros or restorative, if you were to compare yourself versus like the third year version of me, you're like light years ahead of me. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, so far ahead of me. Um, which obviously, you know, like our dynamic is a bit more is obviously a bit different because I'm now final year, your third year. So it's, you know, it's easier to feel like you're like the inexperienced one. But if you keep perspective, then it's like, actually you're in a very good place clinically, mm. you know, compared to like, for example, a lot of other students around the country who haven't even touched a patient yet. Yeah. You know, that's true. Um, and yeah. that's kind of like the bit of the, I would say, like unfair advantage you have at mm. UWC is that, get to see patients so much earlier so you have a lot more time to do that adjustment um which is actually like a very very nice thing so even though it sucks now in the grand scheme of things you're kind of getting this out of the way early yeah like third year version of me you're <laughs> rough <laughs> like seven like he still has eight months to go before he still he starts getting like you know beaten down by oral surgery damn so it's, I think a lot of it is just like, just trying to keep that perspective, even though in the moment it sucks. Yeah. It's just like, do everything you can to remind yourself that like, okay, this is okay, this is normal. Yeah, and just like make the mistakes, you know, especially in a very safe environment because I've seen, you know, the supervisors are very, very like, they're very cautious, obviously, with us, way more in oral surgery than any other clinic, especially because we knew. Um, they don't let us touch elevators. They don't let us do anything. Like, they're very, very cautious with us. And I think that's all because of, like, you know, we're going to make the mistakes. So make them now. Mm. So that when you get to final year, or even, you know, fourth year, like, you're a lot more confident. 
And when you graduate, you've made all the mistakes in the safe environment, you know, basically yeah. what we spoke about last time again. So, mm. yeah, I think it's about reframing the mindset more than anything else. Yeah. And then on the topic of mistakes, just like one, one story I just wanted to tell from this week. So on Tuesday, I ended up seeing that Crown and Bridge patient that I did the panic lab work for. <laughs> panic lab work. <laughs> and then um, in that session... I had kind of mentally prepared myself to start doing a post on call for this patient. And then my supervisor was like, no, start with the crown prep and then do the post on call. So I was like, okay, um, bit of a panic because <laughs> I hadn't prepared myself to do a crown prep. Yeah. Um, so I like, so, so what I did is I had like a second year assistant there. Yeah. And I took out my notes just to show the assistant what we were going to do. And as I was doing that, I was just like rechecking the margins I needed to get for the crown prep. Um, and I start prepping. I'm like doing my thing. And at first I'm a bit nervous because I haven't done crown preps in a while. But then eventually like this thing starts coming together. I'm like, oh. And like I realized that like all this studying and all this stressing about crown and bridge because it's been in the back of my mind for so long. Um, like I started r remembering a lot of things that I had seen at like the private practices I shadowed at. Um, and I remembered like small things they did to improve their preps. Yeah. And I just start trying to implement it. And like, I, I think just because I've been working with my hands for, for so long now, it was one of the first times where I tried something for the first time and my hands did exactly what was in my head. And that was like, it was such a big, um, like full circle moment for me because all these years, you know, it's been that process of struggling at the start. And for the most part, it's been, you know, I just can't get my hands to do what I want them to do. Mm. But there I was like kind of experimenting with things I'd never tried before. And it was just working. And this crown prep at the end like was like proper. I looked at it and I was like, yo, I did that? Oh my goodness. Yeah, like I felt yeah. so judged of myself. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, as, as dental school goes, so immediately after I got very humbled because <laughs> I made like now a temp crown for this patient, right? Yeah. Putting this thing on, it's too high. It's too high, too high, too high. And I'm like, it's like almost half an hour that I'm just working on this temp crown. Eventually, I mix some poly F, put it in, send the patient home. And I'm like, okay, good. I got there in the end, right? Yeah. I put the temp crown in at about 11.30. At around about 2 o'clock, um, I get a message saying the temp crown fell out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. And I just get the message after all that sweating. Because um, and the patient sent me a photo as well, just like the cracked crown. Oh, and I'm like goodness. all that effort to make this nice temp crown just just out the window. Gone. You know? I'm like, you know. Did they say what the prep was did they, nice? Did, but did like, they say how it fell out or what happened? Um, it broke and then the pieces fell out. They were biting something and it broke. I assume so. Uh, all, I, all I know is that the it crown broke. was out and I was just like, okay, it's fine. It's, oh. <laughs> but then, yeah, so it's, so it's like, you know, it was just like that whole day, that whole like 
before and after the session was just a typical like ups and downs of dentistry literally you know? like I, when i got the message i just started laughing because i was like oh, of course of course of course it couldn't no th- this day was going way too well i should have expected actually Always. it's my fault for not expecting it Always, you know? something will just come you out are. of nowhere and humble you no matter how high up you yeah. think you are you'll get knocked down and it was funny because because then the patient was like okay so what do i do now so i was like yo I don't know. They're not supposed to fall out. <laughs> and I was just like, um, okay, just like if it gets sensitive, just put on like some Sensodyne toothpaste <laughs> and I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Make your own <laughs> temp crown out of Sensodyne. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, luckily the patient didn't have any issues because the, um, the RCT was already completed. Yeah. So okay, there's yeah, not so they any yeah. vitality on the tooth anyway. So. Um, and luckily like the prep was nice so there wasn't like any sharp margins or anything so it wasn't hurting um, the patient's tongue either so luckily like it's fine when I see the patient again this week yeah um, then obviously I'll just I'll just correct the problem I'll do the post on call and then once that is all done that's actually a massive check mark um, and like another big piece of my quota that is done and I kind of feel like with this case, I've been sitting with this case for quite a while, actually, because um, I had to do a lot of the um, endodontic work and stuff as well on this patient. So I feel like what, when I finish this patient, the day I cement that crown, it's going to be like this massive weight off my shoulders because then I know I've actually covered most of my crown and bridge quota. Mm. And then, then there's only a few more things to wrap up. So Yeah, yeah so... I'm just kind of going through the motions, but I'm like, okay, it's fine. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. Because yeah. I know in the back of my mind, the moment I'm done with this patient, like, then like, you fall the, the reality yeah. of of actually graduating this year is is gonna be very um, very real. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna become very real. And then also yesterday, um, Friday, we got our marks back for the prostodontic test we wrote right before literally the day um recess started we wrote prostate and a lot of it was like crown and bridge stuff and i remember being like so scared for that taste mm. just because i had never written on crown and bridge before and i was studying some of the things and i was like yo this is this is a, a little bit high level <laughs> but i have to figure this out you know yeah um and like a lot of the material science and stuff, I was like, you're rough. Like, Maybe, yeah. I guess I need to know it, you know, if I want to do Crown and Bridge properly. Um, and then got back at the start of the week and they were like, yeah, Prosto marks are coming out on Friday. Just to let you guys know, half of the class failed. And I was oh, like, oh no. Oh no. You know, like I'm already kind of scared of the clinical component of Crown and Bridge. Not the theory and also. I might have to worry about <laughs> the theory as well. Um, but then got that and i was stressing about this like throughout the week but then uh yesterday morning we wrote a test and immediately after we had test feedback for prosto i walk in f- ready to like you know fail mm. like i was just ready for like 30 <laughs> percent and i get it turns out i'm actually promoting prosto at this point oh damn like, if if i just get the same mark again for the next test i literally don't have to go write the exam <laughs> And again, I was just like, "Your crown and bridge, man! Emotional roller coaster this week. Like, it's just, it's just up and down and up and down." But I guess that kind of like 
it adds to the adventure of everything. Because yeah. even afterwards, I was like, you know what? I kind of prefer the up and down week as opposed to like just a boring week where everything was calm. Yeah. Because when you have those wins, like when that, you know, when that crown prep was coming together or when I saw my mark, like it's such a rush. You yeah. Know? Like it's this mix of release of like a relief <laughs> and joy and like adrenaline. I just like, yeah, you know. It's an amazing feeling, yeah. yeah. Let's go, you know. <laughs> so. Especially because you know yeah. how much work it took to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, another week in, another part of the journey. More ups and downs. From my side. Yeah. No, that's basically it from my side as well. Like, it's just, you know, the episode one was titled Ups and Downs, but that can apply to every single week in dental school clearly yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay cool so it's another week down another another part of the journey down good luck for the week ahead and i'll see you in the next one